So good to see all of you. I ask you to remain seated this evening so that the processional can occur in just a moment. But let's join together with Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Let's pray. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you for the witness of these lives. To your faithfulness, thank you. May you receive all the glory that you're due and all the honor that you're worthy of this evening, we pray. And may those of us who hear these words, these witnesses, be encouraged so that we can serve you better too, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This is my favorite chapel. I don't say that very often, so I don't say that every other week. This is my favorite chapel. We have the opportunity to hear from brothers and sisters in Christ who know firsthand about God's faithfulness. The Apostle John wrote, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The testimonies that you are about to hear from your brothers and sisters in Christ are eyewitness accounts, are first-hand accounts, are life-experienced accounts. And so for the balance of the chapel service, we'll have testimonies. So what we're going to do, row at a time, microphone at a time. I need, the, I need the folks in the first row to stand and just come up this way. It's supposed to be a time of testimony. And what I can say is I am standing here because God answers prayer. You all have become my family, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And without you all backing me up and without God's help, I never would have gotten through this. I've been going to school here since the year 2000. Through good times and through bad times. Philippians 4.13 is what's got me through it along with your encouraging words and along with your support. So for everybody out here who's underclassmen, I have been in where, I have sat where you're sat since 2000, saying one day I'm gonna be up on the podium. And now I'm here. So God answers prayer, and all I can say is stay focused on the goal and stay focused on your call, and you will be here one day. If I could dance right now and get away with it, I would be. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I was trying to think of something to say tonight, because I think there's so many things that can be said, and we only have 90 seconds up here. But I know that you guys know it's hard in college, and I remember sitting where you're sitting, and every year hearing the stories and thinking, yeah, it's hard, but I want to get up there, and that's not really helping me right now. But the thing that I've noticed is when I look back in the last five years, God has blessed me so much more than I have ever imagined. Uh, financially, he's blessed me. He's blessed me with a job, a really great job, and this degree, and a house, and all these things. So you think when you come out here, you lose so much. But I think by the time you get to the end of your schooling, you realize that you've gained so much. And it's just a really great experience. Does anybody know what happiness is? 
happiness is the Nazarene Bible College in your rearview mirror. <laughs> but, um, no, um, on a serious note, though, um, <laughs> I think a uh, senior wrote that. I saw it in the communicator. <laughs> um, now, God has just been very merciful and has brought me through my storm and through a lot of hard times. And um, I'm just thankful for his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness. And for parents that prayed for me forever. And um, for the North Carolina district for paying for my school bill. So praise God, I'm graduating. <laughs> Well, it's been an awesome five years. Um, I've learned a great deal. Um, I used to always get teased that by the time I left here, I would be a Nazarene. Um, I'm sorry to say that's not happening. <laughs> but I just thank you so much for everything you've taught me and for the professors for putting up with all my questions um, and my stubbornness and um, for stretching me and growing me. And I thank my family who supported me through this whole five years and for my son and my, my sister who have just been my rocks. And um, whenever I've wanted to give up or needed a push on getting that paper done, <laughs> they were always there. And um, I just thank Christ for, for being faithful even when I didn't know he was going to be sometimes that he is always faithful. And um, I also wanted to tell you freshmen and sophomores that you need to invest in whatever you drink a lot of to stay awake and ice cream coquito or whatever ice cream you need to get you through the finals. It'll pay your bills later. <laughs> so again, I just, I thank you for your patience and growing with me and, and being there for everything. And, I thank the Lord most of all because he is faithful and mighty and merciful. Yeah, hi everybody. Um, I have no idea what to say except I give glory to God. It's only him. I am not the same person that came here four years ago. I'm totally different, and it's all God. It's also just surrendering to Him. Um, I just want to encourage all of you that are still in school, just keep keeping on. And it might get hard. You might want to give up. But you remember your call. Remember why you are here. And remember those people that you are going to minister to. My people have kept me going. And I just saw my family this weekend. And I re it was a reminder of why I'm here. So just be encouraged. Be changed. Please be changed. Walk away from this place different. I praise God. Thank you.
Yate. Hello. Uh, my name is Pearl Martin, and I come from the Navajo people. And uh, my clans are Bitterwater, born for Bitterwater. And my paternal grandparents are Apache, um, Apache. and uh, my maternal grandfather is, uh, yeah, my maternal grandfather is Chisha, and my paternal grandfather is uh, Hamas people. <laughs> anyway, um, just as my sister has mentioned, that um, we went home this weekend, and uh, you know, it was just very encouraging to be there because. because I was reminded of a prayer that my grandfather prayed for me and for all of his grandchildren. And I am a testimony to that prayer and I was reminded, they, put, they told me about that, they told me that he said, I never taught them anything, I never taught my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren anything. I never taught them how to live life, but I hope they know that I prayed for them. And it was very encouraging because there were times when I wanted to give up. There were times where I wanted to walk away. But just as, you know, Joshua was telling the people of Israel, you know, and God was telling him to be, be courageous and don't give up. And that's my, that's my testimony as well, is that just a few months ago I felt like giving up. I felt like quitting because it was just too much for me. But because of his faithfulness and because of who God is, I'm standing here. And I give him praise for that. Thank you. Uh, I just want to first thank my God and King, Lord Jesus Christ for getting me here. Uh, I thank him for the call that he gave me that's been so strong, that's uh, carried me through some minor doubts. And uh, right up there with that is uh, my family and uh, my wife Cheryl, my boys, Daniel and Brandon, my mom who have all stood by me and never stopped believing in me. Um, you know, Two young boys shouldn't have to sacrifice what they've sacrificed for their dad to go through school. And uh, I just pray the Lord blesses them for that time they lost with me. Um, and Cheryl, you've many times I've heard you say that I don't know if I'm a part of this. Uh, you'll never know how much of a part of it you were because I wouldn't be here without you behind me. Um, I got many friends here who have let me cry on their shoulders and we've cried on each other's shoulders. I'm so thankful for the relationships I've made here that I'll carry through the rest of my life. The professors, many professors have prayed me through uh, when it looked like I might leave early a couple times. Um, there's a couple professors that have heard my entire testimony and they're still talking to me. <laughs> so that's nice. And, uh, and, and if I was going to leave some advice, it would be on the relationship. Um, I was thinking, what, do I, what did I gain here? And looking back on high school, I, I already know that the educational fade. <laughs> the books won't get read as often as I think they will. But uh, friends for life will carry me through. And uh, I believe the truly successful Bible college student is one that leaves here with as many phone numbers as they do books. <laughs> to God be the glory.
When I was on my way here, I remember telling my wife, you know, I just don't want to go through four more years of school. And, uh, I, you know, I had a really bad attitude about it. I said, this is just a formality. Other denominations don't require education. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, those of you who are new, this has been more than just a formality. Um, my life has changed. Um, my family has changed. I've watched my daughter, who's about to go to college herself, um, just grow in such an abundant way. Um, my mind has been sharpened, though some may doubt that. Um, my spirit has been strengthened. And I owe it to all of those who shared classes with me, who bantered back and forth in theology, and um, to those professors who do more than just tell us what we need to know. They really care about us and invest their time in uh, every student. Thank you. Wow. What a journey. Could I please have all the all this staff, and the professors and staff, please stand up? Faculty, everybody, however you want to, however you want to say that. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I've heard, it, I've heard it said many times over the past six years, well, I've been, been in this chapel, that this place is holy ground. However, I know that the Spirit of God does not dwell in places or in buildings, but it, does, it dwells in the hearts of His people. And that, and, and that is you, the staff and the faculty here. This place indeed is holy because God has made you holy. I want you to know that I have received much, much more here than a good education. I have received a renewed life a restored life, a life made anew by God and by people like you that he's put here. I didn't, I didn't want to stand up here and just name off of a few professors and a few people who's invested time in my life because I know that I would miss some of the people and some of them aren't even, they're no longer here. Some of them have, have retired and moved on. But I, I just want you to know that you've, you as a body here, as a faculty members, you have ministered deeply in my life and have made a tremendous change, a tremendous change that I'll carry, I'll carry on forever for the rest of my life. <clears throat> I just, I, I really sincerely want you to know that I thank you, and I thank God, and this has truly been the best six years of my life. Thank you. Does anyone here love Jesus? Amen. I do. And there's one thing I want to do. Dr. Marty Butler stood up here last year and spoke about ten lepers. Mm. And he talked about only one come back and thanks Jesus. You know, I've heard it before, but when he said that, 
and it's stuck in my heart. So faculty and staff, I thank you for putting up with David Anderson. <laughs> I'm a clay pot with a crack in it. <laughs> Help me to flow <laughs> and pray for me. You know, I remember the first year I was here, my wife and daughter come down into the basement and um, uh, I was having a hard time studying. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to study actually and, and uh, I wanted to do better. <laughs> but uh, they come down and, and excuse me here. God will make a way. You know. <laughs> I said, shut up, I want to be angry. <laughs> and so they left. <laughs> and I said, God, I'm tired of this. But you know, he said, when you pass through the waters, you will not be consumed. Amen. Yeah, you know, he had promised to me a long time ago. At 12 years old, he come into my life. I reject. I, I knew at that point I had an uncle that was an evangelist, and and I wanted to be like my uncle. And, and he passed away a few years ago. But before he did, I, I had run away from God at 16, and I said, I do not want you, Lord. But you know what he says? I'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. He was always there yes. in Revelation. He knocked at my door for years. Yes. September 24th, 2000 <laughs> was a change in my life. The pastor preached a sermon. He said, any of you want to be disciples of Christ today? He wants disciples that are faithful, available, and teachable. And he says, if you want to stand up for Jesus Christ today, do that. And I remember that day so vividly because it was so powerful. I stood up and I thought I was going to go to the altar. I thought I was going to fall on my face. I thought I was going to get in spasms, whatever. <laughs> but you know, when I stood up that day, I admired the man that sat beside me. He was quiet. He had the aroma of Christ, mm. he showed me Christ by his actions. And I stood up that day and I just said, Lord, help me. And I got home that day and you know what? All I could pray at the table was, and this was the blessing, Father, lead me. And you know, I've had people die on my behalf. I, I worked in a hospital for a while. I had a lady that had pancreatic cancer. I know the Lord sent her my way. I have no doubt. And I can say today that if it hadn't been for my Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be here today. Yes. I, I just have to give you one scripture. Oh no, he's got a Bible. <laughs> On the Saturday morning, <laughs> the Saturday morning I got up, I, I, I got ready to, uh, um, after I got saved that Sunday, the next Saturday I got up, the pastor asked me to speak. Did he make a mistake? Fifteen minutes later, I sat down. But, you know, I wanted to share with people something that was on my heart. I was wanting to say to them, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And Psalm 116, that Saturday morning I got up. I opened up my Bible and I, I, I flipped through Job and I'm going, man, this guy's having a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Have I had a bad laugh? No. Job has had the bad laugh. <laughs> I've made my own laugh bad. I chose not to follow Jesus. But I got up that morning and I picked up the paper, turned on the TV, and I wanted to get my Copenhagen, and the Holy Spirit says no. <laughs> and I said, okay. And so I picked up one of the three Bibles that Mom had given me over the years, and I saw this scripture. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Those stood out to me so long, so, so, so powerfully. And it says, I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. And then I called on the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. 
Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. And I'm not going to read the whole scripture because it's kind of long. But uh, there is a place in here It says, I will lift up my cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. And also it says, I will sacrifice a thank offering unto you for I don't know how many months after uh, Jesus came into my life, I would, couldn't wait to get up to the counter. <laughs> right? Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I was trying to think of what to say here. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's really easy. I've been writing on the calendar. You know, that's, that's my journaling. I'm sorry, <laughs> teachers. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And I want to challenge each and every one of you tomorrow when you wake up, see how many days you can thank the Lord for the air you breathe, for the life you have, and for the possibility of touching one life in the future. In the name of Jesus, I thank him and I thank all of you. Ninety seconds to tell what the Lord has done for you since you've been at NBC. That's not possible. But I'll just do two things. The first goes something like dry bones can live again. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. When we rolled into this campus in August 2004, I turned to Elaine and I said, you know, it was exactly 40 years ago that I left high school it rolled into that campus of Virginia Tech. And I struggled and I finally got out of there. And I said, Gary, what in the world makes you think you can do this 40 years later? <laughs> Dry bones can live again. God did it. <laughs> Praise his name. But more important than what God did for the head is what he's done for the heart. About five years ago on that day of 9-11, he brought me to my knees to my knees where I belonged all my life. And about six months later, he sanctified me entirely and he started changing this heart. He cleansed it and he started changing it. And it's continued through this time here at NBC. And that's the real miracle and that's the testimony of what he's done. He got the cobwebs out of the head. He's still changing the heart. And when I leave here, I offer him the hands. Pray for me. like everyone has said, 90 seconds is not long enough. But what I really want to say tonight, I want to encourage those of you that are still in school. My first year here, I sat at the dining table, which was in the living room because the dining room wasn't big enough for the table, and wondered, God, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I'm not smart enough, I'm too old for this, and here I brought my daughter out here, and we're not gonna make it, Lord. And we had a chapel service, and during the chapel service, I brought those fears to the altar over here. And Dr. Stelting came over, and he says, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. And he prayed with me, and when he was done praying with me, he looked at me and he said, whenever you get that, that fear of failure, when you don't think you're gonna make it, 
my office door is open, you come see me. And I can't tell you how many times it's come, but just knowing that your door was open got me through. And so I stand here tonight knowing the necessity of prayer in my life, but I've also experienced the power of prayer in my life because I know my professors, I know Dr. Stelting, our president has been praying me through this. And I give God tonight the praise and the glory for my graduation here tonight. Well, it was four years ago that, um, well, it was a little bit before that that I found out that we were going to be coming out here. And then a little bit after that, I found out that I was going to have a baby. And I said, okay, how does that all fit into the plan? But um, I remember uh, sitting in the living room having a conversation with my mother. And my mother said, God doesn't want you to go to Colorado. And they weren't very supportive. But we went anyway, two weeks after post-C-section. And there he is right there, three, four, almost four years old. <laughs> well, we rolled into town with so much excitement, and um, both Rick and I would be going to school and taking care of baby and working and doing all of that, and um, we were excited. But it wasn't long before reality kicked in, and uh, we realized it was going to be a little tougher. And six months after we arrived here, I got a call from Rick, who was in the ER, um, Penrose community, and uh, he had told me that he had a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot that leaves the leg and goes to the lungs. And all I could, I, I was just shocked. You know, I really couldn't believe it, but mostly I was praising God because Rick was on the phone talking to me. And God gave us a blessing in Rick's life that he's still here today. Um, but more than that, I saw a community, brothers and sisters of Christ, pull together so deeply for us. 24-hour babysitting was set up. Meals brought into the hospital and home, um, taking care of us financially because both of us were out of work for a while after that. And um, I just praise God and I would not trade this experience for anything because not only is it about the knowledge that we get, which is wonderful, but it's about the preparation. In all the hills, the mountains, and the many, many more valleys, it seems like God is preparing us. He is building us spiritually and maturing us. And that's what it's about out here. And before I go, I, I'm going to thank my husband, who's been a mommy and a daddy to the kids over these last year, especially. And um, I thank the Lord for him and his life. And, and I love my children and thank them for as much as they sacrifice, like Russ said, for this time. And Rick has one more year to go, so we're not going anywhere. We're going to be around. We love you all very much. Well, I first just want to thank the Lord so much for so many things. And um, he is really been with me through many things and sometimes I can admit that I even questioned if he even cared but I know that he does and when I first came here I started online and I came here two years ago to campus and in our little packets when we came here we got this little card I think it was from student council and it says run the race with perseverance and many times I just found this in my room and he just reminded me to run the race with perseverance. 
And I just want to thank the Lord that, you know, He is faithful. He is our mighty warrior among many things. And I am here today because of Him. And I just want to give Him the glory for everything. And I want to thank all of you guys. I want to thank, you know, the professors and the students here and my family. I'm very proud of my brothers and my mom and Bud. I don't, where is he? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. And um, I just can't believe I'm standing here right now. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'd like to read a quote that um, of one of my favorite authors, Henry Nouwen. Uh, he says, It seemed while the silence grew deeper around us, we became more and more aware of a presence embracing both of us. Then he said, It's good to be here. And I said, yes, it is good to be together again. And after that, we were silent again for a long period. And as a deep peace filled the empty space between us, he said hesitantly, when I look at you, it is as if I am in the presence of Christ. I did not feel startled, surprised, or in need of protesting, but I could only say, it is the Christ in you who recognizes the Christ in me. Yes, he said, indeed, he is in our midst. And then he spoke the words which entered, which entered into my soul as the most healing words I had heard in many years. From now on, wherever you go, or wherever I go, all the ground between us will be holy ground. There have been so many people who, because first I want to thank the Lord for the Christ who lives in me because he saved a soul like me. And I want to thank for Christ who sanctified me while well, I was here at, Saint, at Bible, Nazarene Bible College. But so many people have shown me Christ. I can't think of a professor that didn't, didn't see Christ in them. My wife, I've seen so much of her grow. And I thank you for being with me through all these four years and leaving the family. Those are hard decisions to make in the name of Jesus. And I've seen Christ in her heart. And so many people, I want to thank you for showing Christ to me while I've been here to help me to grow. Give Jesus the glory. Amen. I told Gordon when we came up here I was going to try my hardest not to cry and he, he's already started back there. <laughs> and usually I'm the first one. It was April 6, 1996, a Saturday night in my basement in Michigan, that God grabbed a hold of my life and grabbed a hold of my heart and sanctified me through and through. And I remember it as clear as day. I can see it as clear as day and I can feel it. He said, if I called you, would you go? And I remember kneeling in my basement and saying, I'll go. We moved out here in 2002. Been here four years. And I was scared to death when we walked on the campus. I was scared to death. I remember coming into this place for orientation. And we didn't know anybody. And we were a long ways from home. <laughs> but I walked in there. And I, and I caught a guy's eye over here. I didn't know he was from Michigan. Professor Like, thank you. Thank you. It's Dr. Like now. I was going to do save that till the end. It was Professor when I came. It's Doctor when I'm leaving. God has been close. And God is faithful. I thank my wife. 
The farthest I ever left Michigan was to drive to Ohio or something the whole time we've been married. I mean, this was, this was more than a vacation for us. This was a huge thing. So, I wouldn't even take a vacation because I was afraid we'd never get back home. Um, but God has done a mighty work. I'll cherish the friendships that we've made here. I'll never forget the people. Paul, I love you. I'll never forget the professors. Dr. Powers, Professor Haddock, thanks. Dr. Sanders, it's just been an awesome time. All you guys, it does happen. It may take five, it may take six, but it will happen. God will make a mighty, mighty, and do a mighty, mighty work. And I thank him for the desire that he's placed right here. I thank him for the knowledge, but I thank him for the desire the most. I started this journey in 1998. When I came here, I wasn't ready. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to do something else with my life, but God told me to do this. But when I started, I didn't want to do it, and I didn't stick to it. I went for one year, told God I wouldn't do it anymore. I said, I'm going home. And two, one year after I graduated, or after, in 2001, me and my wife moved back home. That's when God started tearing me down. God took everything I thought I had and took it away from me. He tore me down. He had to tear me down. In 2003, he asked me if I was ready, if I was ready to come back. At that time, I said no. I said I wouldn't come back. Actually, it was 2002, I'm sorry. I said, I'll go. I'll be a minister, but I won't go to Nazarene Bible College. In 2003, my wife, being the wise woman she is, got her job back at Summit Ministries in Mantua and told me we were coming back to Colorado so I could go to NBC. <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't make me very happy. And I fought God about this for all day. I told God I would not go, I will not go, I'm not going back to Colorado. And God told me, you can stay at your job and be unhappy, or you can go back to Colorado. And I said, well, I guess I'm going back then. At that point, God changed me. God made me, God brought me back here. I was not expecting it. This, I was expecting a whole lot worse experience than what I've had. The experience here has been good this time. I've made a lot of good friends. We've gotten into a good church. And I can honestly say this experience hasn't been near as bad as I was figuring it was going to be when I came. <laughs> so that said, don't quit. If you ever think about it, call me. It's not worth it. It's expensive. I know from experience. But I thank all the professors, everyone that believed in me. And I just thank God that it's over and 
I can finally do what he's called me to do. Well, I, I could kind of understand what Gary was saying because I'm from Michigan and I was living about four miles from the hospital I was born in and before I made the move to Colorado Springs. So it was a big step for us also and a big adjustment. But I just, first of all, want to thank God for all he has done. I can't say a thing before I thank my Lord Jesus for all he has done. And then second, I just want to thank my family. And Jenny and the boys, they sacrificed a lot for us. And Cindy, the hardest working person I have ever met. And I'm proud to say that she's my wife. She has carried us through so much. And I just, I know I don't always say it. And I know I don't always show it. But I want you to know how much you guys mean to me. And I'm sorry for not for not showing it to you every day. But Paul wrote to the Philippians church, being confident in this, he that has begun a good work in you shall carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Cindy and I, when we got here, we grabbed a hold of that verse. And it has kept us going, it has seen us through. Times haven't always been great and bubbly, as Cindy and I were talking about today. Times have been tough. Times have been good. And times that have been very good. Cindy's experienced some losses in her family. I think she sacrificed more than, than, than um, a person should have. But I'm thankful for, for her sacrifice and what she has been willing to do. So just if I could just give a little advice. Think about that verse. Be confident that as you go along through the hard times, Jesus Christ will see you through. Amen. Well, great is thy faithfulness. God's, God's been good. I'm an emotional person, and I thought, well, let's see if I can make it through this without being too emotional. But I see since others are breaking down, I've got a good core around me. <coughs> I've got, got support. Now I know how you women deal with this hair thing. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> And those that are not pastors but are planning to be pastors, if you want to see what a GS or a DS looks like when you go over time, watch uh, Dr. Like's face. <laughs> I've been watching that. <laughs> we watch it. <laughs> but he's behind me, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we pulled onto this campus and they sent me to Dr. Lambright for an advisor. And I walked into his office and he rubbed his head and says, uh, this is a different case. <laughs> he said, this is, and then he looked at me and he says, Rick, you're my hybrid. And I said, oh, and he said, yeah, let's go see Dr. Worrell. <laughs> so, so we did, but uh, God's been good. We got down to um, our last $10. And Kim and I looked at each other. This was our first year here. And we looked at each other and said, okay, God, 
you know what's in the account. Um, we're still living, but um, you don't have to provide. He came through with a job, and he came through with uh, money for, for us to make it another month. He's been, he's been good. When I came to NBC, I started in 1993 <laughs> on the extension class. Uh, was ordained in 2000, pastored for, pastored and associate pastored for 10 years. And I found that my um, congregation, some of them were dealing with psychological problems, could not grow spiritually. And I had some hurts of my own. And I said, okay, God, I'm done with you. I've had enough. <laughs> and he put his arms around me and said, whatever. <laughs> go to NBC. So I came here to go through the counseling program, and that's where I've been. And during the years here, I said, okay, God, I'm here. I've had enough. I'm ready to come home and be with you. Kids are grown. Um, I've had enough. He said, is that the prayer of, your, prayer of your heart? I said, yeah, that's the prayer of my heart. June of last year, I woke up in the middle of the night and fell on the floor. Came to and I thought I'd passed out. Told Kim I wasn't feeling good. I wanted to go have my vitals checked. She took me to the hospital. My heart went from 70 to 120 and then stopped. And Kim said, and the doctor said, well, the next day, he said, you did something pretty amazing last night. I said, I didn't do anything. I said, God did. He said, we were just getting ready to shock you and your heart started like that. I said, God did. Now he says, get up and walk. So I'm walking in about a week. <laughs> so, so, so God's good faithful. Well, I'm supposed to follow that. I'm his wife. <laughs> um, God sure is faithful, and I will not forget that day for the rest of my life. And to Dr. Deuce, Professor Deuce, thank you so much for being there. Your care and your love got me through that day. That was so difficult. But God is faithful, and he's walking. <laughs> and when we pulled into, onto campus, I had no plans whatsoever of going to school myself, but God had a different plan. And so here I am, following God's will for me. And thank you, Lord. come here and you think you're just coming here for an education and it's so much more than that the relationships that you build here 
are ones that you will never forget. Professors, thank you so much for believing in me. Thank you for all your hard work and all that you put into your classes. And thank you for being there in the hard times. I made some notes because I didn't want to forget anything. <laughs> God has been faithful. When you think you can't go anymore, he gives you the strength that you need to get through. Don't give up. Don't give up on the call that God has placed on your life. You won't regret being here. You won't regret staying here and following through and standing where I'm standing today. I just can't say enough for the people that he has placed in my life. People that I will never forget. so many people to thank and Dr. Lambright thank you for your life-changing cohort that changed my life and as others have said I am not the person that I was when I walked on this campus and it's because of all the all of you that have invested in my life and I thank you for that give God the glory I have something that I prefer to read, so I stay on track. I want to share a familiar passage from Exodus 3, where Moses has found himself standing before a burning bush, having a conversation with God. I'll begin with verse 9, where God is speaking. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. Therefore come, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And God said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. There are seven things out of this passage. See, see people don't take preaching classes, so I don't know anything about three points. <laughs> There's seven in this passage that... <laughs> You're going to be here a while. Um, that were confirmed while I've been here at NBC. Number one is, it may not be a burning bush, but there is a burning deep within my soul that commands my attention. Number two, God wants to use me to answer the cries of his people. Number three, while I focus on my inadequacies, God focuses on the instrument. It's not about who I am, it's about him working through me. Number four, I wasn't called to go it alone. God walks with me all the way. Number five, to receive a call requires a response of obedience. Number six, my message is to tell the people who he is. 
And number seven, I am who I am because he is who he is. I have to admit, standing this close to the pulpit, the first thing I want to say is please pull out your Bible and turn to. But I know my wife and kids are thinking, oh Lord have mercy. Truth be known, you're all thinking that, I know. It really, really stinks when you sit on the back row of a bunch of graduating ministers. Because by the time they get done, it's like, man, everything's been said. So next time, sit closer to the front. As I've listened to my, my fellow classmates, one truth has rang clear to me tonight. And that's faith. It took a step of faith to come here. At times it took standing firm in my faith not to leave. It took growing faith to do the classes and the homework. Professors, you have been heard. You have changed my life. You have changed my spirit and my mind. And now, it's taking another step of faith. So those of you that follow, stand firm. Do not waver. For the Lord is faithful, always. He will not let you down. For those of you that know my family, you know that it's faith that has made it all possible. Leah, we did this. With the Lord's guidance, it wasn't me. Girls, you're as big as part of my life as ever. And we take this next step in the Lord together. I want to thank you all for your prayers, your concerns over my family over the years. I am grateful and I glorify God today because it is Him and it's all about Him and not about me. Hi, my name is James Sweet. I'm from South Pacific, Samoan Island, and this is my 13 years in the state. There's two things I remember when I came. The first, when I started. The second, when I finished. <laughs> I don't remember the first time I sit in Professor Crane's class. And that memory, it was very significant in my life. Because Professor Crane, you taught me in the way that I'm right now. I just want to say thank you 
I also want to express my thank you to the faculty and each member of the uh, administration because they know me very well and I think my footprint in this campus more than a thousand because this is my 12 years in this campus and I want to follow what President Sandler is 12 years retired, 12 years finished my school <laughs> I want to thank you Dr. Stouting for giving me the advice that and you also pray together with me in this process. I'm just thinking that uh, I was sailing through the ocean and I was lost. I was faced big waves and the only thing that led me through the island is the little house on the mountain. So you guys taught me and this is where I am right now. And I, my words cannot speak enough for, for everything that you've done for me. The only thing I remember now, Professor Bao, thank you for everything that you, that I go through. I almost go through a brain surgery, but I'm alive now. I also thank you to Dr. Art for facing me this year and you put some uh, exercise or therapy in my mind and put some good stuff and I admit I appreciate that and I thank you for my brothers and sister who have a good relationship in campus. Thank you. It was in the fall of 1999 when uh, I knelt at an altar at a revival meeting and uh, I'd been kind of struggling with what God was wanting me to do and I finally just reached a point and got real theological about it and I said, God, if you want me to do your will, you're going to have to tell me what your will is. And uh, it may not be very profound, but that's the only way I knew how to say it. And the answer came back to me. I didn't hear a voice or anything, but the answer was so clear to me that he said, you go and get ready and you prepare yourself and I'll have a position for you. I'll show you what I want you to do. So we came to NBC and uh, we came here with all the fears and all the doubts that every one of you came here with. And uh, I had no idea what God was going to ask me to do if I ever got to stand here where I'm at tonight. And I, I mean if. Uh, but I think my testimony tonight is that he's kept every promise and more. He's, he's met uh, every need that we've had while we've been out here. We've never wanted for anything. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of grace on the part of the professors to get me through this thing. Uh, but he's been faithful. And I, you've heard tonight, you've heard people say to keep your eye on the goal. But I think if you're listening, you've heard every single person up here say to take time to enjoy the journey. So don't focus so much on the goal that you forget to enjoy the, the time you're here. I'm thankful tonight that we serve a God who doesn't just see us the way we are. 
but he sees us for what we can become with his help. Four years ago, when I was sitting in my living room in Huntsville, Alabama, I just pretty much thought circumstances had determined my life for me, and I was just kind of settling in. And God just started nudging me just little by little, saying, no, you know, he says, I still have something out there for you. I still have something I want you to do. Next thing I knew, I was sitting at my computer, and I was looking around, and I knew the Bible College had an online program, and I was checking it out. And I thought, well, I can do that from my living room. And so for, for three years, I sat and, and uh, went to school here um, through the online program. And I'll tell you, I am so thankful for that because I would not have been here without it. But my goal is to be a Christian counselor. And so that meant that I had to pack up and move eventually. And so last August, I set out for Colorado. And it was just me and God. And I was excited about because of all the new things and what a great time it was going to be. And I walked into the hardest year of my life. And I would not trade it for anything. Because through this year, God has showed me more of what I can be with his help, of what he created me to be. He showed me more about how I can help others and how I can spread his message. And he's shown me, most importantly, what it is to love him and to serve him and to know him and to depend on him in a way that I never had to before. And I just can't say enough or thank him enough because he is an awesome God. And I am so thankful for what he's brought me through. And I have no idea what the future holds, but I'm not afraid because he's brought me this far. And I know that he'll go with me the rest of the way. And I praise his name. When I was a little girl, my mother and my grandmother taught me that we're all part of a much larger family, and that's God's family. And they also taught me that God has a plan for every person's life. It's taken me a little longer than some people to figure out what the plan was, but in 1998, I've, along with my husband Bob, was called here to Nazarene Bible College to prepare for a ministry in Christian counseling. It took us even still a couple of years to get here, but finally we arrived and we became a part of the NBC family. Everybody here took us in and made us feel so at home and so comfortable, so much a part of NBC. And I'm just grateful to all of the professors here, my friends and student body here who have just helped me in so many ways. I'm especially grateful to the professors and the members of the Christian Counseling cohort, cohort from last year, Dr. Lambright and Dr. Lewis and Dr. Madsen, who told us at the beginning of the year that they didn't mind having us step out of our comfort zone, and they lived up to that. When I started the cohort, knowing that I was facing this huge presentation at the end of the year, I didn't know how I was going to get through it, and I wasn't sure that I could. Every time I said, I can't, God said, you can. And every time I said, I won't, he said, you will. <laughs> and every time I said, I've just had it, I can't go on, he said, with me, all things are possible. And as the year went on, I found that it really wasn't as scary and huge and big as what I thought it would be. And I made it through it. And I told all of the cohort members from last year, and I'm going to tell them and all of you again this year, they'll never know how much 
they helped me get through not only that year, but they'll help me through the rest of my life in everything that I do. Any of you who are going into the cohort or considering the cohort or who will be in it next year, believe me, you won't be the same person when you come out as you were when you went in. I didn't believe that when I went in. I thought, you know, everybody else changes but not me. But I was wrong. I changed more than I thought I could. I grew at my time here at NBC more than I ever dreamed possible. And now I'm leaving here. I'm on my way to Kansas City next year to Mid-America and their master's program. So I'm leaving my family here, not just my NBC family, but I'm also leaving my husband and my daughter here because Bob has another year to finish. So I want to thank my family, my daughter and my husband, because they saw me when I was at my worst and they stuck with me anyway. And I want to thank everybody here and ask you for just one more favor. Would you please look after Bob next year? <laughs> thank you. much to be thankful for. And there's so much to be praised God for. I have to praise and thank God for, for him answering me through two question periods at my time here at NBC. The first question was seven years ago. I was born and raised here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And NBC was in my own backyard. As I started the application process and coming for the Bible contact exam and everything else at that time, I started hearing stories of everybody leaving their family, leaving jobs, all the emotional, the financial, and just the strain for them to follow God's call on their life, and I didn't have that. But at the first night sitting in class, this peace and this calm came over me saying, this is where I belong. Two years ago, I was facing a time of tiredness, weariness, and other questions, uncertainty. God, what do you want me to do? I went for a walk, and he says, I know the plans I have for you. So that is my advice to my fellow students going on into ministry and the ones that are here still. God knows the plans he has for you. Hold on to that promise. Hi. <laughs> I don't know if I can stand here and say a word. Um, but silver and gold have I none, trust me. But what I have I give to you, which is my Lord, who's helped me through an awful lot. Um, the best way that I can describe what's happened to me um, in my NBC experience is extreme makeover of the heart, Jesus edition. <laughs> and when, you know, when you when they do those kinds of things on TV, they demolish the entire house, and that's what's happened to me. Um, I thought I was going to lose my marriage. I was ready to give up my life. Um, I didn't really care if I continued on. I lost my faith in God, but that's how you start over again and God rebuilt this house and he is alive and well and so am I I came here as an empty shell my best skill was survival 
and now I'm alive and I'm living, I'm thriving. And isn't that what God is all about? I want to say to all the professors that I don't think it's possible for you to know how grateful I am on this side of heaven. And on the other side, it won't matter, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and to my family, I love you so much, and thank you. Thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you all. We're going to close with one more song of affirmation. Stand, please. The song will serve as our benediction. Yeah.